The Riley Report is brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, a network that is unlike any other network you will run into in the sports and media world. That is because we are what they aren't. We are back. How are we doing? It is Friday, and I'm glad to be back. Blessing your ears with my voice. I need to apologize. I said in the very earlier episodes, Wednesday and Friday would be the go-to where you would be hearing me. Job search, just life in general. It's a lot harder and more complicated to do two podcasts in a week than I thought. So going forward, we are going. Uh, I will be a Friday podcast. It'll be the Riley Report coming to you on Fridays. Now, I say that, so yeah, Friday's guaranteed, but the occasional, like maybe Wednesday or just pop-up emergency podcast might come here or there. But for the most part, and for from now on, Friday podcast, it'll be a great way to end your week, start your weekend. I'll tell you everything you want to hear, maybe get some picks in there for the weekend, feeling a little frisky. But yeah, I just want to start off with that. Um, Friday podcast coming to you every week. This is episode five, and we're gonna. It's a packed one. It's a packed one. So I have the whole week, plenty of news, but no better way to start off the podcast than Philadelphia sports. Absolutely ter- terrible. Like off the charts, awful. Like you cannot be a worse city of sports right now. The Sixers have damn given up. Brett Brown should be fired. Today, if not yesterday, if not two days ago, if not tomorrow, he's done. They don't want to play for him. Elton Brand can go with him. He got Tobias Harris and Al Horford. That was his fix to bring in some stars. He should have kept Jimmy Butler with Embiid and Simmons. Embiid and Butler clicked. You keep Butler. You keep Shamit. Instead of trading for Tobias, Shamit's a shooter. Not like he's a star or anything, but he's a shooter. Could use him. You don't trade Bridges, Mikel Bridges, for Zaire Smith, who has barely stepped his foot on the court, and at least Bridges can knock down shots to play some defense. And then, heck, even Markel Fultz is playing better than half the guys on our team right now. So, like, this is ridiculous. The Sixers are done. Sixers are, I don't even know why they would put starters in there at risk injury in the next two games. Let the Celtics sweep 4-0, because even if they somehow come back and win this series, which they will not, there's no point, because they're not going to make it any farther than the next round. Brett Brown's got to go. I'm not saying he's a terrible coach, but whatever he's doing in Philly, it's not working anymore. He can't get past a certain round. Sure, the quadruple doink last year. But anyway, it just, no. He's done. Brett Brown, your time is up. See you later. On to the next sports team in Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Phillies. That long pause is because I don't know what to say about them. They're finally hitting the baseball. They're finally giving their starting pitchers run support. The game that's going on as I speak to you guys, they were winning 7-0 to start the game. I think it's 7-2. You know, doubleheaders, only seven innings. You get to the sixth inning, what do you know? The starter, the bullpen, everyone just shits the bed. And now they are losing 9-7. I don't know what they're supposed to do. Go get some freaking bullpen. How many people in the world think they can pitch? Go freaking try out for the Phillies. We'll have an open tryout in Philadelphia. Wear your mask. Come along. There's got to be some other people that are better. These guys have been playing baseball their whole lives and they can't even get out of freaking innings without giving up like three runs? 
Figure it out. This is just proves I'm going to be talking about in a little bit that you swing at 3-0 pitches when you're only up seven. The Phillies were up seven. And they're coming back. They, they, they blow it. They blow it. You can't even get like, you got Bryce Harper and all these guys putting in the work, getting the seven runs. And then you got this bullpen or, and even your starters like Velasquez just blowing it. They got to figure it out. This is a short season. If they don't figure out now, they might as well just trade away some good players and get some young guys. I don't know. It's a disgrace. Absolute disgrace. And I saw uh, my friend Jack Fritz uh, works for 94 WIP. He tweets out, 7 nothing leads the most dangerous lead in baseball. In this case, he ain't wrong. It's ridiculous. I don't know what to do. And then, like, the only other sports team I like right now or can root for is the Flyers, and they freaking can't close it out. I mean, I still think they're fine. Carter Hart had a little rough game. But still, not even going to talk about the Flyers. We'll mention them a little bit, but that's it. I'm over it. I just tweeted out. I think it's time for her to stop being mad. This is the last time I'm getting mad about the Phillies and the Sixers. There's no point. There is literally no point, especially the Sixers. Sixers is literally like, why, why even get mad? You know they're not going to do anything. Phillies is just going to be frustrating because you think there's hope. You think there's this potential. You got all these studs on offense. I mean, you got Real Muto, Harper, Hoskins, who's kind of playing like ass. Didi Gregoria, Gene Segura. I mean, they're loaded. And then you get to the seventh or eighth inning, even shorter innings than that, and you blow it. Absolutely absurd. I don't know what Philly sports is like. I'm terrified for that set. I'm terrified for the NFL season. I'm just waiting for the Sixers to just, or the, waiting for the Eagles to just disappoint. Carson's probably going to get hurt. I don't know. No bad juju, but still. All right, enough of that before I freaking lose my mind. Um, next up is a little more MLB talk. Um, but this is going to start off with uh, commentator broadcaster Tom Brennan or Brennanin, Brennanin, Brennan drops the F-bomb during the pregame show of the Reds game. Tom Brennan's a uh, color commentator for the Reds. And he said the F-word. And we're not talking about fuck. We're talking about F-A-G, which in, is should never be said. The word should be thrown out. There's no reason to use it anymore. But he did, referring to Kansas City and their actual city. No idea what he has against that city, but whatever he has against it is now possibly ruining his career. So he says that, I guess it gets notified during the game, during the game. So he's giving this apology during the game. And then Nick Castellanos decides to hit home run. So mid apology just stops what he's doing during his apology and just talks about the home run happening. I swear, comment, comment, commentators are, and broadcasters are robots. They're so programmed to just say what's happening on the field, and this is a prime example of that. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make now, it a I mean, it's, ball game. It's crazy. It's, ama- I can't, it's, it's almost funny how absurd of a sequence that is there. I cannot believe he said it. He said, not even, I'm not talking about, I cannot believe he said the F word, but I also cannot believe he just described and explained what was happening on the field. Mid-apology. Dude's trying to save his career, but still has to make sure he calls the home run and says the score to the people listening. 
I mean, I feel bad for the guy in the sense that <laughs> he's already been suspended. Who knows if he'll be allowed to speak on the air again. He even says, this might be my last time with the headset. I feel bad for him in that sense, but I don't feel bad for him because he said what he said. He shouldn't have said it at all, and it's just what a wild scene that was yesterday. Next up in the MLB world, this was earlier in the week, but young stud Fernando Tatis Jr. is just taking the league by storm, not only by hitting home runs or playing out of his mind, but the unwritten rules of baseball now have come into play. And the reason why these unwritten rules are a thing and they were unwritten is because they shouldn't even be in play. Unwritten rules in baseball are absolutely absurd. I don't know who decided to come up with these things. Rules are rules. When they're unwritten, that doesn't mean they're rules anymore. So what happened was Padres are up 10-3 against the Rangers. Bases loaded. Tatis is up. 3-0 count. He swings at a good pitch. What does he do? He hit a grand slam. Whoop-dee-doo. The Rangers manager's like, I can't believe that. That's terrible sportsmanship. The Phillies freaking have proved that seven-run lead, lead isn't even enough. So that proves right there that there's no reason why you should ever bitch or complain about somebody swinging a 3-0 pitch. Also, it's not even the most intelligent thing to do to swing at a 3-0 pitch. So if anything, he was going to do you a favor, he could have, what if he would have popped up? Then is it bad sportsmanship because he popped up? No. He's a stud. It was a 3-0 pitch. He hit a home run. Cry me a river, Rangers manager. And then the worst part is, is the Padres manager doesn't even stick up for his guy. You say, our guys are out there to win the games. He saw a pitch he liked. What is like? Tatis Jr. is supposed to stats supposed to go down just because they're winning? No. You go up there with the same mentality every time. You go up there to hit the ball as hard as you can, and it just happened to be an opposite field on a run because the dude's a beast. Don't give me this crap that it's bad sportsmanship. Then the next day, he does exactly what he should do. They're up 6 nothing. He steals third. Like he should do. There's no mercy. Like, there's no mercy rule. There's always potential to for comeback. Just because your team's winning by a certain margin doesn't mean you're supposed to let up. You play... And then if the, the next day they should the Rangers should have came out there and tried to like kick their ass. Now it does suck because uh, shitty baseball player himself Manny Machado gets absolutely decked by a pitch the next time. Which if there's any player in the MLB that it's I'm cool with getting domed or even remotely thrown at after somebody hits a grand slam on a throw count, it's Manny Machado. Not the biggest fan of him. Don't feel like he even tries on the field. Dude used to be a young stud, just like Tatis Jr., making insane plays, swinging the bat. Now it's just like he went to the Dodgers that one uh, year to play in the playoffs, and he just came this like bum and doesn't even try anymore. So over Manny Machado. But either way, unwritten rules got to go. There's no point for them. I don't understand why it's still a thing. It, it, it just it blows my mind. It literally blows my mind. And then last up, and I guess this is an unwritten rule too, but – Trevor Bauer, talk about a bipolar or polarizing person. And I'm not talking about him in general. He's he's a straight-up cat. You know what he's bringing to the table. He's a psychopath that's pretty witty, funny, but also a nerd. He's polarizing the sense of, like, you hate him, but you like him. He's almost like DeChambeau in golf. Like, DeChambeau is just this beast, but he's also this nerd that complains about ants. Trevor Bauer post I guess he posted this just knowing that there was a chance he was going to get in trouble. But he posted on Instagram a video of him saying, well, here we go. And it's a video of his cleats he was going to wear that day. There were free Joe Kelly. And then the, the Joe Kelly face, which is just awesome. Wish they would have let him do it. But no, baseball said if the umpires have to throw him out of the game. 
if he walks out there on the field with them, or he'd get fined, or he'd get suspended. It's ridiculous. It's cleats, for goodness sake. It's cleats. Who cares? As long as he's not throwing at people and people aren't throwing at the Reds players, we're good. And if they do do that, then you make them take the cleats off. I don't know. It's freaking cleats. I will never understand why cleats are such a big deal. Even the NFL. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. has had to change how many of his cleats for a game because they're problematic. They're freaking cleats. The media will make anything problematic. He could wear freaking shoes that have like JK on them because of the brand's JK. Heck, New Balance NB might stand for... I don't have anything right now, but it's absurd. I'm over that too. MLB also needs like MLB's being the most entertaining it's ever been. Like the Astros cheating has been brought entertainment to MLB other than strike three and you're out. Like it's, it's, it's fun. All these things that they're bitching about the TT's junior home run, um, him stealing third, uh, or Joe or Trevor Bauer, let them go. This is what you need. You have these young studs. You have these polarizing personalities. Let them go. It's exactly what you want. You're bringing entertainment in other ways other than the game itself. That's what you want. All right. Up next is the first of two segments today. Um, we're going to dive into some topics here, a little basketball, NFL, even video games, and then a little uh, movie entertainment. And then following that will be the NBA draft lottery is happening tonight as I'm recording. So I will watch that and then talk to you guys about what I think is going to happen in my final report. So up now, you be the judge. This is now a reoccurring one. It's just it's the one I want to go with. Smoker Fire has been a little confusing to people. At least you be the judge is straightforward. We all know what's happening. And... By popular demand, uh, my friend that joined on last time, this incredible voice of, his name is actually Harold, and we're going to go with that this week. And uh, so Harold will be my co-host in this, bringing up the topics, and then I will pick a side on what topics, and then we'll post on Twitter who's the judge of what. So, now introducing Harold, uh, what do we got on You Be the Judge today? Well, Mark, I'm glad to be here. I know I made a quick, quick appearance last time, and you didn't think I was going to be a fan favorite, but boy, were you wrong. But first up on You Be the Judge is the Lakers and Bucks. The Bucks are playing right now, and they're winning, but are they in trouble going down 0-1 in the first game of this series in the NBA playoffs? Is there trouble in the bubble? <laughs> All right. Thanks, Harold. Nice little uh, rhyme there at the end. Yeah, okay. Um, but is there trouble in paradise in Orlando with the Lakers and the Bucks? Absolutely not. I mean, the only team that should be kind of worried is the Lakers because Damian Lillard didn't even go off in the game that they lost. But, I mean, there's no reason. The Bucks, I'm shocked because the Magic aren't even remotely as talented as them. Giannis should be able to beat them single-handedly, but... Not worried about that. If anything, I think the Bucks win this now in a four-game gentleman's sweep. Lakers, as I said, it's going to be tough. That uh, Trailblazers team is playing out of their mind, and there's nothing you can do about Damian Lillard doing what he does. You got McCollum. Um, Nurkic is back, and he's a force because he's bigger, and he actually can, I guess, play Anthony Davis in the sense. But I'm not worried about either one of them. 
So in the sense of you be the judge, the Lakers and Bucks are fine. All right, Mark. Okay, so that one seemed pretty simple. Next up is in the NFL. Uh, veteran Alex Smith came back from an injury. Some would say one of the most gruesome injuries. And he actually plans on playing. I mean, the dude bent his leg in so many directions it felt like. The pictures are gruesome. Do you think Alex Smith actually plays football again? Uh, thanks there, Harold. I do not think he plays football. I mean, first off, his family, his wife especially, is nuts for even thinking he's allowed to. The dude wears a, a leg compressor at all times, or he just doesn't want to ever show his leg because it probably still looks disgusting with all the scars. There's no way he can mentally get past what happened on that field. I can't imagine just a guy coming around the edge. You better have the le best left tackle in sports, and I can tell you, the Redskins do not. So... They need to, I don't, I, if I'm Ron Rivera, I can't even imagine putting him out in that field. If he got hit, oh my gosh, I had freaking nightmares about Carson Wentz getting hit when he came back from an ACL injury, let alone Alex Smith coming back from a tibula, fibula, whatever you, leg injury. So no, I don't see Alex Smith ever stepping back on the field. If anything, I think he gets like banged up at training camp or whatever happens at practice. And he hasn't played football in so long. There's no way you can just throw him back out on the field without just getting used to it again. So definitely not this year. If anything, and he still has interest, he'll be back next year. All right, next up on You Be the Judge. So there's this new fad going around. You know how gaming's really uh, cool and hip these days. But Fall Guy, is I saying that right? Uh, yep, yep, you got that right, Harold. So, Fall Guy is this game where you're like this little animated character and you bounce on like hectagons. I don't really know much about it, but do you think this game is like deserves the hoopla it's getting? Honestly, Harold, I have no clue what this is all about. I mean, you've got legit gamers who are like absolutely studs in the gaming world that like can't beat this. I mean, I just saw some Tom guy just beat it and freaked out and he was hyped. And Barstool Big Cat just freaking almost got to the last round and he was hyped. It looks simple. I might have to, like, get the sticks out, you know, and give it a go. But all you're doing is bouncing all these hexagons. And I guess you got to bounce until you can't bounce no more. I don't know. It doesn't look simple. It can't be that hard. I don't understand. Like, it's we are very simple-minded people because a little game with people just bouncing on shapes is what's keeping us alive. And we also, the, the guy that beat it had like 380,000 viewers watching him do this. Something so simple, but yet so difficult, I guess, to the gaming world. Blows my mind, but whatever. I guess whatever floats everyone's boat. All right. So last up on You Be the Judge, and uh, my last time maybe making an appearance, who knows. <laughs> but LeBron James has put out on his Instagram what the new Looney Tunes jerseys is going to look like. It's a little different than when Michael Jordan was using them. But people are giving us some slack. What do you think about the Looney Tunes jerseys for the new Space Jam 2? Well, Harold, hopefully this is not your last time in the mic, but I am I'm a fan of them. Who cares? Like it's modern. It, what, did you want him to do the exact same jerseys as they had before? No, you didn't. Like So, whatever. They did something different. They got the circle on the side of the jersey instead of directly in the center. Um, it always can change. 
knowing LeBron will probably feed into it, or it was just a fake thing. Everyone's just pissed. If, if anybody but LeBron, if Michael Jordan would walk down that jersey, they would probably say it's sweet. So, in the sense of you be the judge, I'm cool with the jerseys. I don't, who cares? They're just jerseys in a movie. It's not going to make a difference. Everyone's going to still watch the movie. LeBron's still going to make all this money off this movie. So they're going to cry about the jerseys, but either way, that's what they're getting. So that is the end of You Be the Judge. Thank you, Harold, for your, I guess, second appearance since you showed up last week. Um, but hopefully we get some good responses and you're uh, back here next week. Well, I sure hope so, Mark. Uh, hope to see you guys again. <laughs> All right. So, again, thanks to Harold for joining me today. Um, that is the end of, like I said, You Be the Judge and wraps up the first part of this uh, episode. Up next is going to be my final report about the NBA draft lottery, where teams ended up, who were the top prospects, and like maybe a little like a makeshift mock draft here just to see where I think people are going to go. All right, so I just just got finished watching the NBA draft lottery. It was very comical to say the least. De'Aaron Fox has no hair. Didn't see that coming. Steph Curry has cornrows. I guess I don't follow him enough on social media to figure out that he has cornrows now. But the top picks... So number one pick is going to be the Minnesota Timberwolves, followed by the Golden State Warriors. I don't know how they pulled that off. One of the best teams in the world going to the second overall pick next year. And then you have you have the Charlotte Hornets, who are following with three, followed by the Chicago Bulls, Cleveland Cavaliers at five, Atlanta Hawks at six, Pistons at seven, New York Knicks somehow falling to eight. They were projected to nine. I thought they would pop up. Maybe this is their year. Nope, never is the next year. Then... The Washington Wizards at 9, Phoenix Suns at 10, Spurs at 11, Sacramento Kings at 12, New Orleans Pelicans at 13, and the Boston Celtics sneak in there at 14 with the trade with the Memphis Grizzlies. So, to start off, Minnesota Timberwolves, I don't think they trade this, even though Jay Bills and Jay Williams both just said that there's a good chance this is a trade-back um, lottery trade back draft and but first i have i feel like minnesota minnesota timberwolves are going to go with anthony edwards out of georgia he's a 6-5 guard that can be guard i guess not really small forward in this day and age but he could probably play the three spot he fits i think what they need he's a a new and revamped version of andrew wiggins which they obviously traded to the warriors I think that he just fits there. If they trade this pick, they better get something out of it other than just more draft picks because they're a young team that just can keep adding young talent, and I don't see them trading for a like a star at that level. They already tried it with Jimmy Butler, and look how that worked out. Um, so, yeah, one, I would have Timberwolves taking Anthony Edwards. And then following that, you have the Warriors, who need the big guy. Now you have Anthony Davis in the West. Not sure if he'll stay there. He's only there for a year, technically, at the Lakers. But... I think you got to go James Wiseman. I know LaMelo Ball's there. I know you have Denny Avagia from Israel, and you got all these guys, but in Obi Toppin, I think you have to go James Wiseman. He got screwed out of Memphis, didn't get to really see him play a whole season, but watching him and his workout tapes, and he can, he's working on that shot. I think he's that stretch big guy that they need. To, like, think about that. Steph, Clay, Draymond, Andrew Wiggins, and then you have this big guy down low, and uh, James Wiseman. I feel like that makes the most sense unless they trade back and try to get something out of it. And then third, the Hornets, I think they take LaMelo Ball here. I don't think – I understand they uh, picked up – I understand they have 
Devontae Graham, who is on there. They have uh, Scary Terry, Terry Rozier. I still think that they end up going LaMelo Ball here. He's a transcendent, transcendent talent, the best talent they're saying on the board. I understand LeVar Ball comes along with that, but it seems like LeVar Ball has calmed down over his years. So I think they go that direction. Fourth, you got the Bulls. It just screams Obi Toppin, no stopping Obi Toppin. Big Cats just was blaring it all over his uh, Periscope on Twitter. He seems like they need that playmaker. If LaMelo Ball is not there, which would be a perfect fit for them at point guard, I think that would be an ideal situation. But I think you go Obi Toppin or you're going to go with the guy out of Israel. You go Koro, who's a good defender out of Auburn. I mean, there's a couple guys, but I think you go Obi Toppin there. And then... And the fifth pick, the Cavs, I don't know. This is tough. This is where, I mean, I'm not in mock draft mode. I don't know enough about these guys. But I think that they'll go with the guy at Israel. He's a top four guy right now. Denny Avagi. By the way, crazy draft here with names. You got Denny Avagia. There's way more to his name that I can't pronounce. He's from Israel. You got the guy out of USC, Onyeka Nkongulu. Obi Toppin's already a crazy name. Isaac Okoro. Tyrese Halliburton, Killian Hayes, Precious Achuia, Aaron Naismith, the, the dude's named after the Naismith Ward. I mean, it's crazy. You got guys like RJ Hampton and Cole Anthony that you, like are big names that, I mean, RJ Hampton went and played overseas, so I think his draft stock actually fell from that. Maybe he played in college and went up. Cole Anthony is just like a young scorer out of UNC, so I think that those guys could are going to filter in in the lottery. I'm only going to give you the first four or five here until I actually do some research here, do some digging on these guys, and I'll give some mock drafts coming out soon. But that's where we're going to go with, I didn't even mention, this is the final report, NBA draft lottery. I love the draft. You guys will get to know that about me. I'm a huge NBA draft, MLB draft, actually very newly MLB draft after this year. And then obviously the NFL draft. I'm an NFL draft, mock draft machine. I love that stuff. I follow the draft network. They post stuff all the time there. They got mock drafts out for 2021. But, yeah, that wraps up the final report. Like I said, Anthony Edwards going to the Timberwolves. James Wiseman going to the Warriors. And then LaMelo Ball going to the Hornets, followed by Obi, no stopping them, topping uh, to the Bulls. And then, like I said, I don't know what's going on after that. I'm not too familiar with the rest of the pack yet, just these top four guys. But, yeah, that wraps it up. That is the end of Episode 5 of the Riley Report. I appreciate all your ears listening to me today. Have a great weekend. Can't wait to get after it. Uh, And, yeah, let's, let's do this again next week. That episode of the Riley Report was brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. We are what they aren't.